Just a note on the conference show that closes out the hour on Wednesday and Friday. We make it its own separate 15-minute program on Mondays. It'll be about five minutes today, and no, I'm not going to do a full American Athletic Conference National Signing Day recap. I could have, but it would have required about four hours of my day, and yeah, we've got a game to broadcast tonight, which I need to focus a little bit of attention on. We won't talk much about Jose Fernandez here or even really during the beginning of our broadcast, but I anticipate maybe towards the end. You know, you don't want to jinx it and assume. But let's just say victory number 399 took place on Wednesday, and if you add one to that tonight, you know where we'd be. First of all, a couple of highlights, and this is really just for the screaming kids in the background. What a great day. We'll explain afterwards. The Bulls fell behind 7 nothing. You know what happened on Sunday against VCU. They used an unusual lineup, and it worked for a big comeback from down 16 points, and Coach went with Sarah Guerrero and Patience Williams for her first start in the lineup to begin against Stetson. They were pulled less than 90 seconds in because it wasn't working out. It started to work out, and the kids started to get to cheer. Chinecki, 15 on the shot clock, lane opens up, shuttles it out to Pinzon, thought about a long three, instead of two, and she knocks it through. Shooting starting to look much better for the Bulls, have their first lead of the day, it's 13 to 11. Whew, thank goodness. Left side and a swish of a three-pointer for oh, Kamaya McNeil. Puts the visitors back ahead, 14-13. She's a transfer from Syracuse. Just to be real clear, they have a Jamaya, a Kaya, and a Kamaya. And the Bulls have an Eliza. And she hits her second straight jump shot. Bulls back on top, 15 to 14. Wild game here so far. Couple of notes. First of all, Eliza Pinzon has been the offensive spark of late, and that is good to see continue on. Secondly, the, the sort of the furtzing of the microphone when I get a little bit louder, we finally figured out what that is. That's not how it actually sounds live on the air nor how it sounds, of course, to our producer back at Amelie, Steve Carney, when it happens on the air. It just so happens that over the last month or so, various games have been recorded on a different device, and basically the record level was too high. So the replays have that, and of course the highlights, because it's the recording of the game, have that overmodulation. We are going to fix that. Fortunately, Steve, much to his credit, rolls a backup recording on each game, and we are going to basically redo the replays, including, of course, the famous Sidney Harvey shot against Stanford where I almost burnt out the microphone, or at least that's what it sounded like on the recording. So I know it's a little bit annoying, at least to me, and probably to you, probably more to me because I'm a radio guy and I work on the audio side and can't stand over modulation, but we'll fix those replays starting actually this weekend. Now, back to the actual game. So much for the technical talk. The other part was, of course, and USF Athletics Twitter page put out a video this morning of all the kids from Hillsborough County schools piling into the Yingling Center. There were about 1,500 gathered, and not only just to watch the game, but they got special packages. They had booklets that explained certain rules and math when it came to the sport of basketball. What an environment. And as you could tell there, a constant soundtrack throughout the course of the broadcast. Mentioned Elisa Pinzon her doing her thing, and another 16-0 run was a result. 23-21, pins on for three, there you go. We told you, she's been the one that's getting them going from three-point land, and she does it there, 24-23. The pins on shooting has been magnificent in this late run. She is four for four today and has nine points. So Finally a three. Finally a three for the Bulls. First one, 0 for four start. Long two missed by Stetson. Manunga battles for the rebound. Boy, Stetson is playing some aggressive defense, really hustling. 
Monunga gets it up to Chinecki. It's two on one. Elena with the ball after Pinzon. Another three wide open. Knock it down. And Lisa Pinzon. Back to back threes. 27-23, it feels like a bigger lead than it is. It is the biggest lead of the day. Jay makes them both for the second time today. The Bulls force a turnover. Christine Romeo trapped, but gets rid of the ball. So the Bulls up six, thanks to the Leverett, I'm sorry, pins on two threes. Now she wants to drive in. Chenecki in for Harvey. Drives in herself and finishes the layup. This is great to see, 31 to 23. A 10-0 run for the Bulls. There's some movement right There's the movement. They go inside to Scroin. Shay Leverett has her marked well, forces a difficult change of direction. It's no good. Jose Fernandez says, keep on running. Pins on obliges. 2.05 to go. Oh, oh good, good pass from Bermejo to Shay Leverett. Make it a 12-0 run and a timeout by the Hatters, who indeed right now are the Mad Hatters. Got to Pinzon, fakes the three, drives in. Oh, good pass underneath Arlena Chinaki. Now Mija's got to put it up. Good looking shot, knock it down. Mihaila Lazic, this ball movement is fantastic. They found that offense that was seemingly AWOL, and it's 37-23. What is this with 16-0 runs in the Bulls? They actually almost had another one, which I completely jinxed because a three-point play would have made it a second separate 16-0 run. And, of course, the free throw was missed and Stetson scored. But 69-50 was the final score. Positives, plenty. Pins on again, 12 points, six assists. Elena Chinecki started to play better as she had struggled to late, scored 10 points herself as did Shay Leverett. She was the star of the game because Benka Mengiadu picked up three fouls in the fourth quarter. In comes Shea, 10 points, nine rebounds, and three blocks. The Bulls had nine blocks, a season high. They shot 46%. They held Stetson to 32%. Still not getting consistent flow, really, from the number one unit, Sidney Harvey, 0 for 6, and only scored one point. In fact, Stetson's leading scorer, Yaz Wazirid-Dean, was 0 for 5 and only scored 2 points. So from that angle, it was definitely an unusual game. But you had others contribute. Talked about Patience Williams getting the start and early hook. Well, she came on late and scored 4 points. And this was great to see. Ariel Wilson again played the whole fourth quarter as a backup point guard. Scored 5. And Mihaila Lozic, who had made one shot all year, 3 for 5, 7 points, and 4 assists. You can hear some of that action on the replay from the second half particularly was pretty impressive. Now tonight they'll play high point. If the Bulls win, that'll be 400 in the career for Jose Fernandez. High point, the team will tell you more about on the broadcast, obviously, but thumbnail version here, three and five on the season. Did beat an American Conference team, East Carolina, by 10 early in the year. Won their last game, but against a small school, King College. Their previous four were all losses in around the 20-point range. So you think the Bulls will have the advantage in this one. Jaden Reitzel leads the Big South in field goal percentage. She is shooting 54%. Jordan Edwards, 28 assists. Quality point guard there. Jensen Edwards, no relation. This will be the second time in a row the Bulls have played a team with two players with the same last name and similar first names that are not actually related. Now, high point again, struggling this year, but did make it to the NCAA tournament last season. Ended up getting stuck playing UConn. Their pick to win the Big South. Airtime, 6.45, tip-off, 7 o'clock Friday night. 12.30 airtime for a 1 o'clock tip for the men's team going up against the Florida Gators tomorrow. Brian Gregory met with the media. Now, I was not able to attend, but this audio courtesy of Russ Wood, I loved 
Two things that he talked about, well, let's start with the defensive side because that's where the Bulls have been outstanding, and then transferring to the three things he wants to see improve offensively and hopes to for tomorrow's game against Florida. But, you know, the, the one thing that, that I've been very pleased with is, you know, defense is multiple efforts, and our guys have been able to do that. Um, they've grasped the overall concepts of our system and style defensively. And then, and the one thing that's nice about that style is it, it does allow for some personal freedom in that. Javon Green with his ability to play for some steals and different things like that. Russell and his protecting of the rim in a different way. Maybe not as many block shots, but just a physical presence down there where Jake Boggs blocks shots coming from weak side and different things like that. And so. You know, I think it's been a buy-in to the concepts and also to the understanding that the quickest way to kind of come together is on the defensive end of the court. You know, the three biggest ones are on the offensive end of the court. You know, we have to be more efficient offensively. In the past, that would include turnovers. Even though we had 16 the other night, we've done a good job of taking care of the ball. We need to really execute our offense. Uh, and And... That's created good shots when we do that. From there, we got to be able to make some of those shots. We got to shoot at a higher percentage, field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage. We did a good job from the free throw line the other night. And then we have to be more consistent in our offensive rebounding. We have to do a good job of getting those and then turning those into hustle points. And if you do those three things, our consistency overall will dramatically increase. Sounds like Coach has been doing some yelling. The Gators were making a lot of noise. They were off to a big 6-0 start. They rolled FSU. They went to Fort Myers and beat Cal by 20, then knocked off Ohio State. They got ranked in the top 15. Then they lost at Oklahoma, no shame, for their first defeat. But then they followed that up with a loss to 0-7 at the time, Texas Southern. Now they bounced back and beat UNF, only to fall in their last outing on Sunday to Maryland by just a couple. It'll be interesting to see the fan split for this Orange Bowl Classic. Bulls. Gators at one, followed by UCF and FSU. Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston will have it all for you. And that is from Sunrise, of course, the home of the Florida Panthers. So if you want to get up early on Saturday, feel free. Mention some soccer real quick. I'll have to get the pronunciation. It's M-A-T-H-I-S, but he's from Norway. So I'm going to guess it's Matisse Haugen added to the USF men's soccer roster. We'll get more intel for you there. And the great Evelyn Vien, all-time USF women's soccer leading scorer, a member of the Gotham FC side in the NWSL has been loaned out to a team in Sweden where she'll play this next season. So we'll be fans of Kristenstad's DFF. Chance to give her some more minutes and then come back to the States. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.